Welcome everybody to Wolf Sheep. I am Luis Cavedo. And I'm Matthew Walker. And today's show is brought to you by the delicious uh, food at Arby's where we had lunch today. <laughs> I figured I'll just throw out a sponsor there. <laughs> oh, yeah. An official sponsor. Yeah. They can't sue us for me using an official sponsor. <laughs> okay. Well, their credit cards machines were down today. So Lewis and I had to scrape for change like two homeless guys in a Toyota <laughs> Mirage or whatever he drives. <laughs> A mirage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. What's it's, it? It's a. I was about to call it a Prius. It's not a Prius either. It's a Yaris. A Yaris. Yeah, yeah some other body part. Uh, oh lordy. All right. U- uvula. Yaris. Something. <laughs> so, topic inception. Uh, what What do you got for us this week? Because you picked it. Um, I picked it. <clears throat> it's uh, basically the concept of saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just lots of times in life where we have to say goodbye, whether it's. Uh, when someone dies or when when we move or when you're done with one phase of your life, you know, finishing college and you're moving away. And so I just kind of wanted to talk about that because it's a, it's a natural part of life, but it can be a part that shuts you down as well, mm-hmm. you know. Because I, I think of other people, like one of my friends was raised in a military family, and so she talks about how every year she was at a new school, so she had to make – friends really quickly you know and just the the idea of um like not having a set of friends that you finish life with you know mm-hmm. or you finish school with um can be pretty daunting so yeah well that's uh that's fitting because that's gonna kind of intersect or connect with what i have to offer what, with today's topic are you leaving <laughs> no no no, oh, no okay no. but i when i uh you know, when I went to school, elementary, middle, junior, yeah. high, high school, it was all, it was a lot of different schools. So, yeah. yeah. See, that's, uh, and I think that's something that people deal with and need to talk about because it, it's also something that, like, if you feel bad for saying goodbye, you, you think that you're a loser or that you're or a wussy or, or, like, maybe I'm just too sensitive or whatever, but it's a real part of life. Mm-hmm. So. All right, well, let's start. Do you remember the first time you had to say a real goodbye or let something go? It could be a person, place, thing, even a TV show, etc. Nah, nothing comes to mind. No? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, all right, I was about to say, okay, then why'd you bring this? <laughs> uh, this is not something I struggle with. This is for everybody else. Um, okay, so the first time, and as much as I don't like dogs in my house now, this is going to sound really weird to some people, but like the first time... I remember, like, having to say goodbye to, like, something that I'd had around for a long time was a dog we had had for, I got him for Christmas, and I had him for 10 or 12 years, Mm -hmm. and then, like, he got really sick, and then I was ushered out of the house, and when I came back, the dog was not there, and it was like, okay, well, I guess we're done with that, and I was so connected to this dog that I would have dreams about him later on, and I had, I had one dream that, like, we took him on a sled ride, and then Santa took him away, just like Santa had brought him. Santa took him away, and he was in Santa land now, so it was okay. But, yeah, that was – excuse me. That was probably the first time that I had to say goodbye uh, to something that – it was just that introduction to real life, you know. When when was that? You, uh, you said you, I was, you left, and then you came back, and he was gone. Oh, yeah, I left the house. Like, they kind of ushered me out of the house. 
Because oh, they... it, it was a short thing. So it was like you left for a couple hours and then came back and he was gone? Or... Yeah, because he got real sick and he left a pancake. He left this huge pancake of poop in my room and we knew that something was wrong because he had never done that. He lost, he lost control of himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my mom was like, okay, let's go. We're going to go for a ride or something. And when I came back, my dad had taken care of the dog and, and we really never spoke about it after that. I just knew that he had been sick, and he was no longer, you know, well, like Enoch. He was my little Enoch. <laughs> <laughs> he was just taken up. Yeah. He was taken up. No, uh, well, that's healthier than uh, you say that, and I think of, uh, it's not a great show by any standard, but I found this episode funny yeah. on uh, uh, King of Queens, mm-hmm. uh, and he goes home to go see his parents with his wife, with, uh, I forget what her name is, Leah Remini and... Mm-hmm. and uh, Kevin James and the dog is there and she's like oh this is your because he says this is my dog from the last I don't know how many years and she's like what he's like yeah and she starts doing the math in her head and she's like, dogs don't live that <laughs> that would make this dog 37 <laughs> and he's like champ <laughs> and, and the, the parents have to admit to him they kept replacing the dog. <laughs> oh my gosh! So this awesome. is Champ Seven. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was kind of funny. That's messed up too. I'm sorry. Oh, that's yeah. Here you are sharing an emotional story. No, and and I think the reason I don't like cats is because I had to I had to disconnect from cats when we took my cat named Susie. She was a calico, and genetically, mm-hmm. most calicos are female. Right. You, you know, work that out in your head. But we took her to the farm. My grandmother wouldn't wouldn't let her come in the house, and so she had to stay outside. And so every morning I would go out and I would call for Susie, and Susie would come in. And then one day I went out to call for Susie, and Susie didn't come. And I was like, Susie, Susie. <laughs> so we had to leave, and I was like, No, 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 we're gonna find her. And unbeknownst to me, she'd probably been eaten by a coyote or some other animal that stalks oh, at night, God. whatever. So. Every year we'd go back and I'd go outside and I'd yell for Susie and it took me years to get over this cat is not coming back and she met with an untimely death, you know. No, so, well, yeah. we don't know for sure. I'm, she didn't join the circus. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, we had a bunny one time when we lived up in the mountains. Yes. And we, we would leave the bunny outside yeah. so it could get some fresh air in the cage, but you know. Yeah, yeah. And we got home one time, and the cage was knocked over because a bird, you know, a large uh, hunting bird had knocked the cage over, and we figured, oh, crap, but there was no blood anywhere. Yeah. And would you believe me that one night we were just sitting out in the balcony, and the rabbit was, it would come back periodically, and it would sit on the mound and look look yeah. down at the house, and it was the same rabbit. We knew it was the same rabbit. It was yeah. the same colors and everything. And we just, that was, it was kind of a sweet ending to that, despite me not having the rabbit but maybe like yeah. maybe a disney character bird had freed the rabbit from his uh, human captors all right <laughs> I feel, we are, we are off on tangents oh we are yeah. we are so no I'm, like i i was talking to my friend john who who live who uh listens to the podcast and mm-hmm. he was he's moving from wisconsin to florida mm-hmm. and he you know he's he's having to say goodbye to a lot of people that he's built relationships with and and you know, like for me, when you move somewhere, your first thought is not, okay, I need to build relationships and I need to make them deep and long-lasting and everything because one day I'll say goodbye to these people. You hope you never have to move again. Right. You know, and so just listening to him 
talk about saying goodbye and and it's it's bittersweet but but he's young mm-hmm. and you know I, I I'm not old but I turned 46 this week and I've had plenty of opportunities where you have those three-hour conversations in the middle of your dorm room or down in the lobby at college and and you just know you're gonna be with these people forever and then three months later you don't even talk to those people mm-hmm. and it's like but what you go through is that you give so much of your heart out to people and not that you don't want people to live their lives, but like there's a cast of characters. You hope they're around for the rest of your life, you know? And so, but that's not always the case. No, no. And it's seldom ever the case. Uh, and I learned that pretty quick. Like I said, we, you know, I, I went to a lot of different schools growing up. And I think the longest period at which I had been out of school, or one of the longer periods, was from third grade to, I believe, like fifth grade. And. It was at a uh, Catholic church or, or a Catholic school, Sacred yeah. Hearts, and uh, at that point, I was a bit of a class clown. Uh, not that I was disruptive, but you know, I would crack jokes and stuff, uh, which is I, I think hard for some people to see nowadays. Right. But uh, yeah, I had kind of grown attached to these kids, and because of the way it worked, we we were always together. We would have the recess together we would move from one class to the next etc and I had grown to like it and we moved uh, I think this was at the point when we were moving to yeah it was when we were moving from the the rural or the city side to the rural side of Puerto Rico okay and I, we had this big end of the year party you know end of the school year we went to uh someplace they had rented and they had a DJ playing and you know how how nice of a party could it be for fifth graders but yeah I remember uh, I got picked up it was nighttime and I uh, shook a couple hands gave a couple hugs but I walked away feeling like oh man you know, this sucks yeah I had actually built a bit of roots in this place yep. uh, and getting uprooted kind of mm-hmm. hurt but I think that was the first time that I'd, I'd actually kind of felt it. I mean, losing my grandma, or actually she was my great-grandma, that was that was pretty rough too, but mainly because of how the reaction was with other people within the family. My mom especially, because she was very attached to her. That was her grandma who had raised her, and uh, my aunts. And so not your mom's mom, but your mom's grandmother. Uh-huh. Wow, okay. Yeah, but I called her grandma. Well, she, but that right. was like... The, the statistics of her still being alive while you're alive it was yeah yeah, yeah no she and That's she lived good. to be pretty old yeah which is you know, mm-hmm. one of those i guess good genetic things but yeah uh yeah that's that's the first time i can remember having a pretty hard time saying goodbye and i grew accustomed to it because i i still went to a couple different places after that uh yeah but, you uh, almost like brace for impact it does affect you uh, you know? Eventually, I think I got kind of cold to the fact after all. Yeah. But yeah. Do you generally struggle with goodbyes? And if so, or not, how? That's a lot of dead air. I'm going to try to fill it. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. no. I, I, just I, know immedi- you were I immediately thought of there was an animal at SeaWorld that I trained for a long time, and he was 110 when I worked with him. I mean, not literally. Was it a turtle? It was a... <laughs> 
It was a little otter named Bubba, and he was my first animal that I ever well, worked it with. It wasn't literally 110 years old. Oh, no, but okay. he was old in otter years. Yeah. You know, he was like 17, okay. maybe 18. Uh-huh. So when I first started working with him, he was old, and he didn't have any teeth, and he would gum you, and you'd act like it hurt just so he didn't get embarrassed. Right. And so he was old, and I was working on picking him up, and to pick an otter up off the ground, it's tough because sometimes they bite you if they get scared or whatever. Right. So I... I was working on a pickup, and there there was a day the vet said we have to put this animal down. And so when we put him down, I picked him up off the ground. And I was like, this behavior's trained, because <laughs> he was gone. He wasn't in there anymore. But I had a few moments of tears, uh-huh. and then we went down and and did the necropsy. And people are like, how could you do that? And I'm like, I had my moment with him. I'm not cold and callous, but there's there's no good that's going to come of me having three days of mourning. You know. Right. Um, so we went down to the necropsy, and I learned more from him in death, you know, as much as I'd learned from him in life, you know, and he was my first animal. But I had that moment of sadness. But there was a moment where you have to you have to move on because sadness and goodbyes will shut you down otherwise. Um, right. So sorry about that dead air. But no, 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 no. That's it's the way fine. my brain works. Like it'll take me to a thought, and I'll I'll forget I'm on the radio. No, I just <laughs> or whatever this thing is. Right. This magic. No, I voice box and thing. I, that was that was one of those. I'm sorry, I didn't even mean to jump in. Yeah, there, whatever. I'm saying people, goodbye to you. <laughs> no, but some people may listen to the silence and think, "Oh, you know, are they gone?" And they go and look. Whatever. At the phone Give or whatever. it three seconds. Yeah. Sorry, no. I, yeah, yeah, like you wouldn't wait in line for gas in Florida for three <laughs> seconds during a hurricane. Right. Uh, so yeah, does that mean you have a pretty good, healthy ability to say go- goodbye? Then? Yeah, I mean, there are times, like, I, I I was visiting Australia, some friends over there. I was there for two weeks, so I basically was living there. Okay. And when it came time to take me to the airport, one of the guys that I didn't have a good connection with at all was the one taking me to the airport, and I was like, well, I, I got to say goodbye to these people, and I, I, I really have a connection with them, but then this guy's taking me in. So we got to the airport. It was almost the middle of the night because that's what time the flights leave, and I got ready to get out, and I turned to him to kind of have a moment, and he goes, well, all right then. Have a good flight, and he just took off, and I was like, okay. So my my goodbye <laughs> was kind of ripped from my grasp like right. tissue paper, and that, to me, it was like, okay, he wasn't trying to be rude, but he didn't know me, and I was right. trying to create a moment because I didn't get my moment. Uh-huh. Um, so <clears throat> now it's just like like when Matt – Matt and Mensu were two of the guys that I mentored here and at the house. And Matt had been living here for a while, and, and, and he was finally leaving. And it was really sad for me. But then when Mensu came back, Mensu, it was another time to say goodbye to him again. So they were driving to California, and I remember standing out on the driveway like a parent watching his kids go to college, <laughs> wanting to go on the trip with them and knowing I couldn't. And just having to watch them drive away, and I and that tore me up for like three or four days, and I was just like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> you know, because I wanted to be happy for for Matthew going to do his life, right. and but seeing Mensu again, like after having not seen him for a while, I was like, "You build a life with these people, and even if it's just six months, and then watching them leave again, it's just like, okay." I need a martini, you know, and a, and a, a long cigarette, and I don't do either. Right. But, but yeah, I, I for for the most part, here's my philosophy. My mom always used to say, "Don't buy me flowers at my funeral. If you want to get me flowers, get me get them to me while I'm alive, so I can enjoy them mm-hmm. at my funeral. I want silk flowers because they're you know whatever." Right. So I, I have that same mentality. It's like, 
drain everything you can from a relationship now. Do everything you want to do. If you have those moments where you, you want to interact with somebody, do it now before you have to say goodbye. Because saying goodbye is even worse if you have regrets, I think. So, right. At least for me. No, no, I can I can agree. I, uh, you know, now now whenever I have dichotomies come mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. where I could have answers go either way. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you you do it jokingly, but you're like, oh, so you're bipolar, and that's your automatic response. <laughs> so yeah, every, I I think I've got a little bit of both going on, where it's both easy, but it can be difficult. It's all circumstantial. But I think that I'll be honest and compliment you at the same time. Like I think that's the level that your brain works at. You you you're not just that person that has one option and you just blindly go towards it. You you look at all your options and you try to assess which one will work best. Right. No, but and it's it's just a matter of how you're supposed to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I've I've yeah. <laughs> Don't defer. Don't deflect. That's a good part of who you are. Well, thank you, thank you. And I think it also helps you with your writing because you can develop characterization for people. You don't just build characters that are one-sided. You give them dimension because of the way your brain works. Also, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) No, I I can trace back having to switch to schools and even moving here and as difficult as it was going from Puerto Rico to here yeah and and it was kind of difficult to say goodbye because this was another class or another group of fellow students that I had been with for a number of years yeah it was like well I knew this day was going to come eventually yeah so it's as even though it was difficult I knew it was coming so it wasn't that bad but I got really desensitized to saying goodbye in a sense uh, both in a good way and a bad way. Good way because I can say goodbye to objects, especially like if you you know ask me for something at the house or if you're over and yeah. like, oh yeah hey, yeah you got one of those and it's like yeah go ahead take it yep and and that's a, in a, in a way a good thing because you're not attached to something you can actually give it away. But then when it comes to like people, it's good so that you're not stuck somewhere mentally. Yeah. But it's also bad because it's like, well, you know, somebody moves or because of circumstances, you don't talk to these human beings anymore. Like we talked about this with Rebecca in an episode a few uh, weeks back. But when everybody at the youth group left where we served them, I don't keep in contact with them very regularly at all. And that doesn't mean that I don't care. And if they were to drop by, I wouldn't spend time with them. But... Dang it, you know, I just, I'm still not calling to, hey, how you been, man, or whatever. Sometimes goodbye is a good thing. Yeah, and, and I uh, think that it was good in that sense. Know. Yeah, I um, think we needed it. And we, we talked about this in that other episode. I don't want to retread, but I think it was a good thing in the long run for us. Oh, I think so. I think it was a good thing in the long run for a lot of different ministries. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember going to that conference and all the people that had been at one church months before were now at seven churches. And right. so God kind of divided us up in a way that he saw fit, you know. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, I think goodbye can be a, a good thing. Good, right. Goodbyes often are new beginnings for some people, mm-hmm. um, even though other people feel like it's it's the end, you know. Well, and it was, I mean, for, 
here here's where the weird thing comes in with that. Okay. Is that losing people on an individual basis wasn't so hard. Yeah. It was losing the entirety of it, like the sum of the parts. Like the going on a Wednesday and having a meeting on Sunday and we're going to get together and have dinner and break bread this day and we've got camp coming up. Yeah. uh, hey, meet me for coffee. Yep. That part was tough. It's like a fender bender as opposed to wrapping your car around a tree. Correct. And you'll never drive this thing again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, I guess it all depends on how it, how I'm perceiving it, how I'm impacted by it. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. If you have... Or do you have any final vestiges of the past, and what are they? Again, they could be a person, place, thing, etc. <clears throat> something you've been carrying for a long time, and it doesn't have to be bad or good, but something. Well, I, I just, um, and I didn't tell anybody I was going other than the person I traveled with and you. Right. But I just traveled to the Mississippi Gulf Coast, mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't. I mean, we had a we had a good trip. <laughs> it was a two day trip, um, but. I was going up there to say goodbye and mm-hmm. I was saying goodbye to the the city and the, my life there and, and I don't have a huge tie there but I, every year I would go back um, I would always drive over to the place where the first dolphin facility that I worked at was and there was this little turquoise bench by mm-hmm. the ocean by the by the gulf there and it was kind of the, the last symbol of what that place had had been to me. It was like the little seed from Never Ending Story. Right. When the the, the childlike empress hands him the little seed. This mm-hmm. little bench, cement bench sitting by the water was just it was a remembrance of all the good times there. And so and I told you this, I said I feel like the Lord wants me to go to the Gulf Coast one last time and just say goodbye. Mm-hmm. And not that I'm dying or anything, but just Go up there, have your moment. And so when I went up there, every time I've gone up there, I've seen this bench. Mm-hmm. Well, I went up there this time, and the bench is gone. And <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you know, that's it's 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 time to put the past in the past. And what God shared with me, it said, stop mining your past for treasure when your future holds a better treasure. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I walked my friend through a lot of my life up there, and and he actually was kind of interested in it you know and uh so it was neat being up there and and kind of cutting the ties um because i've because here's what happens i the vestiges of the past anytime i have moments where i'm having to be too much of an adult down here or where my life is like i feel like it's not going well i'd go back up there mm-hmm. for a couple of days or, or a few days right. and, and just kind of like absorb the good memories of the past and be in those moments and go to the places I used to eat and stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when I was drawing on it every time I'd feel bad, Uh um, I felt like the Lord was like, you need to draw on me, Mm -hmm. not draw on the, the, the quote unquote treasure that still exists in the past. And it was just whips, wisps of what I used to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so saying goodbye to that and, and, and cutting off that piece of my past because everything that, Every place in my hometown mm-hmm. and every – like even one of the guys, the first guy that I dated, his house is boarded up in Tulsa, in a in a bad part of Tulsa. Mm-hmm. My elementary school is gone. My best friend's house from my childhood is gone. Uh, the, the barn where we kept our porn is gone. Like everything that was a tie to my past, the facility I worked at with dolphins is gone. And so 
you know, I'm not saying God's going to obliterate SeaWorld, but um, <clears throat> they seem to be doing a good job of that themselves. <laughs> but no, but like every tie that I've had to my past that has not been where God would have taken me and has not been a, a monument to who God, who I am in Christ, um, is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and so goodbyes sometimes are said for me. <laughs> right. Um, and I yeah, at that point, yeah. you're not. You're yeah. not the one uh, doing the no. the eradicating of the building. Yeah, it's just, you go back and it's gone. It's like yeah. somebody else did the work for me. Okay. Yeah, and and so for me, I'm like, I don't. There are plenty of things that that I have ties to in my past that are, are great memories. But I'm like you, and we just talked about this today. Every time I help somebody move, and you said this, I go back to my house and I'm like, I don't need that. I don't need that. Right. This is this cannot be piled into a coffin or a U-Haul and buried with me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So those are my thoughts on that. Yeah, no, the uh, the the things that I keep have uh, progressively gone down in number. Uh, like even every time the 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 big porch and yard sale comes around for celebration. Yes. Uh, like I'll try to set more stuff aside. October seventh this year. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> fall or. Uh, directly before yeah. Matthew Walker's garage sale extravaganza. Oh, mine, mine has now been moved to October 27th right, because yeah, of yeah. the city. Yeah. So. Yeah, but the uh, yeah the number of things I keep around isn't very many, and in fact, I uh, it's somebody somebody's birthday this week other than yours. Uh, Not possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually today, and. Uh, he's a big Star Wars fan. Okay. And I don't keep a whole bunch of Star Wars stuff. <coughs> I used to have a huge collection <laughs> of novels and books, uh, memorabilia. Yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, well, maybe I've got, you know, some stuff that I've got tucked away in one of the bins. Yeah. And uh, it's five bins. Uh-huh. Four of them the same size, and then the top one's a little bit smaller. And I did this yesterday. or Yeah, yesterday. And I took the bins down. And the first one, I was like, okay. I took the second one down. And, okay. I took the third one down. I was like, this is a lot of stuff. I took the fourth one out. Is this thing so damn heavy? <laughs> and then I pulled out the fifth one, and I couldn't lift it because I've got, I keep, a, I didn't realize how many books I had in there. Yeah. But most of it is either Star Wars stuff or just yeah, stuff I don't go through often. Uh-huh. But I, I probably wasn't ready to give up yet. Yeah. And I was trying to look through them. I, like, I've got an old uh, vintage uh, Boba Fett action figure. And I'm like, oh, you know, okay, this might be cool. Or what's what's a good, valuable thing to give out of here? Mm-hmm. And as I'm looking through the stuff, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, well, would I take this to the garage sale next week? Would I take that? What about that? How about this? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, this is mostly stuff that, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much ready to give up and get throw out yeah and get rid of yeah uh stuff is stuff sucks <laughs> it does it needs to be dusted yeah you know? and, and and if there's a memory behind it like i can tell you there's a knight on my shelf i can tell you that garrett thomas gave me that right and he gave it to all of us uh-huh. you know and it was like that armor of god moment so i'll always keep that this little elephant that's a puzzle thing mm-hmm. i don't know where that came from but it's kind of neat Right. But it's like there's so much crap here that has nothing. Like people come in and they see it, and like nobody, <laughs> nobody's ever gone bragging about you. Going, do you know how much stuff they have? You right. know, it it just 
people will say, you know how much crap they have? Well, but um, even, like, <clears throat> I buy comic books. Yeah. And I don't have, I used to have a lot more. Yeah. I sold them all off right before we got married. Yep. And I sold them to buy the ring. That was For a good purpose, right. yeah. But even now, like, uh, I've had a couple of valuable books come up, recent stuff, that has gone up in value because of low print runs and stuff. Yeah. And books that I enjoyed and I probably would have kept longer. But some of it I keep as an investment. Yeah. Like certain ones I yeah. look at and it's like, okay, yeah, I could turn this in later, you know, 50 years down the road for something. But most of that stuff is, I'm taking it back to the comic shop and it's like, give me the 50 bucks you would give me for oh, it yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Because I don't want to end up with six long boxes in the house. Mm-hmm. I've already got these yeah. stupid bins that I can't stand <laughs> that I want to get rid of. You know, but... So saying goodbye at that point is lucrative. Right, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a, there's money involved in the process. I mean, yeah. money that was wasted. Not wasted, because I did get the enjoyment off of it. But it's getting so much easier to buy something and give it away. Or buy something and sell it or whatever. Right. And you know, that doesn't mean that there's things I don't have that I value, but... Right, I, same thing here. But <laughs> But I really, I walk in every day and I'm like, I could live without that. You know, I God said sell off all your furniture a couple of months ago, and I did. I sold off everything but that piece right there, and I don't think he meant that piece. And I'm not trying to rationalize, but, like, I sold off everything. And we don't even have chairs to watch TV now, but I don't watch TV that much. But, like, a guy came over last night, and he goes, there's so much space in your – there's so much space in your house. And I'm like – yeah, there is, you know, and I'm like, I don't like it. <laughs> I want stuff. Right, yeah, no, it's, but it's negative space. It's open, yeah, yeah, but it's it's like there's nothing in here that I would fight somebody tooth and nail. If somebody came to steal this stuff, I'd open the door. And I'd help them load it, you know, if they need it that bad. Um, but I, I, for some reason, like this keeps coming to mind, like Joseph in the Bible. Like he had a bad goodbye the first time. Right. But, but his bad goodbye to his brothers ended up being a great reintroduction you know and, right. and so goodbyes aren't always bad you know um good, well they're bad for the person but but when god is in it um i believe that a goodbye can be for a, a great reason you know well which is then yeah at least directly to this oh i didn't is, even yeah, yeah. I, did, I just did it oh no, segue. no no that's fine Woo-hoo. yeah do you usually hold on to things people etc or avoid getting rid of them to your detriment yeah, yeah, I would say. I mean, I, I back in the day, like I dated this, I, I was dating this one guy, and like he broke up with me, and then, um, like we still had an apartment together, and I stayed around for an additional six months. I was in therapy that whole six months, right? But, like, I kept him around even though he didn't want to be with me. Like, I kept him around because I didn't know how to live without him, and when he finally was when he finally pulled himself out of that out of whatever relationship we had and moved Mm -hmm. i was free but i couldn't be the one to make the cut you know so it was my detriment that i couldn't say goodbye but when somebody else did it i saw the value in it but i i could not kill that relationship i couldn't let go of it because i was too dependent on it you know right Um, i just took it all somber no no there's nothing wrong with that you know i i definitely was uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that I was weak, um, but I would say that I was too. I, I was too needy for friends. 
and too needy for companionship and God wasn't necessarily in my life like God was watching over my life but God wasn't in my life um, as, as an integral part of it and so Joseph was my everything mm-hmm. um, and I didn't want to do life without him but I knew what I was doing was wrong so there was this battle going on inside um, but I do believe that you know I, I do believe that even though I wasn't with God I told God I was like I can't do this so you're going to have to mm-hmm. and he did you know, he helped me. He made the cut where I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I am guilty of holding things to my detriment, but all of it is not uh, like visual. It's not yeah. or tangible. Yeah. Most of that struggle for me is memories, or uh, or situations that I went through, and how they affect me. Or trigger me into a certain thought pattern, like uh, a lot of it is in, is uh, fueled by guilt. Yeah. Like uh, I'll never forget. <laughs> I'm I'm not a very uh, blunt person. Like I won't just say something out. I, I try to think out the nice way to say things because I don't. Right. And that's not too. It takes a lot of energy. <laughs> right. Well, I just, I, I, you know, I, what's the golden rule? You know, treat others like yeah, whatever, and all that. But um, so I try to live by that standard. But yeah, as a as a child, mm-hmm. one time we went to uh, <laughs> my brother's friend's house, uh, and I knew their sister who went to my class. So it was two brothers that were good friends with my brother. Their older sister was she was my friend, but I knew her. And we went to their house. They lived in this really big house. It wasn't opulent, but it was a two-floor place. It was set off on its own. And uh, I was really just impressed with how their kitchen was set up. Okay. They had a pantry, and it was uh, like a walk-in type of deal. And the lo- the the, uh, the shelves were lined with you know, cereal and Pop-Tarts and this and that and the other. And it wasn't so much that... I was impressed by it, but it's like, oh, you know, wow, this is kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, not thinking, like, we got picked up later by uh, by my mom, or we might have just met him after. Yeah. And, you know, she's asking, oh, you guys went to there to the Penny's house? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we went over there, and my brother's telling her, eh, you know, we played this, we played that. I said, yeah, you know, they just, they've got so much, like, that we went... You know their their uh, their pantry's full. They got all these types of cereals, and they got all this and that. Not thinking that I hurt my mom's feelings, right? Because she thought she took it to mean they've got so much we don't. Yeah. And and I remember she kind of got teary eyed, and I really didn't understand. Yeah. And my sister had one of those slap me behind the head moments. Like, yeah. I was like, what the hell did I do? <laughs> <laughs> and she she somewhat explained it to me but then I understood it after yeah and I know she doesn't I know my mom doesn't hold on to that I know she she knows how grateful I am for the life that she gave us yeah and I never complained that we never didn't have enough but that's one of those things that every once in a while something will trigger that memory and uh, and I go back into you know the old school Catholic practice for me culpa me culpa you know me damn Beating yourself Beating up. Beating your chest up of oh, you know, okay. my dang dang fault, you know. Oh, okay. And it brings it brings me down. 
So, so certain memories like that, I don't know why I don't let go of. Maybe it's I have to forgive myself for it or whatever. But I, I carry a few of those. I've got a few, and I well, think that's I, the kind I, of vestige <clears throat> that I hold yeah. on to. Yeah, like I, I think. For me, my dad does that a lot to himself now. Like he he replays all the stuff he's messed up at, right. and and if I did that, I wouldn't have any other thing to write about other than that. Right. But I, like for me, God's taught me lessons with money all the time, you know. And I I've only learned ten percent of what He's trying to teach me. I'm slowly learning it now, mm-hmm. but like I I think if you hold on to something to your benefit, like it can teach you. Like remember when I did that. Well, I'm not going to beat myself up over that, but I won't repeat the mistake. I think that's good because right. there are times that I was working with animals at SeaWorld, and the first time I got bit, mm-hmm. there was not going to be a second time. You know, Right, there's a positive and, learning experience. Yeah, there's, there. there's a positive learning experience, but I think you can have that, oh, woe is me, to your detriment because right. I don't think successful people live that way. Oh, no, no, you know? no. Yeah. And, and not to say that you're not successful, but like I think there are people that process something, and, and I think that's the value of – processing things like my family my aunt told me once she goes why can't you just let the past be the past i'm like because the past doesn't stay buried the past will leach out into your life and will affect you in ways and so for me i have to process things and and i had a friend tell me he's like why can't you just sit on something for three days or whatever and i'm like because it's three days your life sucks like i'd rather get it out now and he goes oh no i like to marinate on stuff and i'm like well that's stupid you know um like, I like to get it out. Like, if, right. if the other person is willing to talk, I'm willing to talk. Um, because that beating yourself up, the enemy does a great job of that. You don't need to, you don't need to help, you know. God doesn't do, God doesn't do that. God right, doesn't that's... punish us or make us feel bad for stuff. Like, I think he will lovingly bring stuff up and say, that's why I told you not to do that. Mm-hmm. So you make your own decision because free will. But if you do that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right, there's well, there's a there's a positive spin to that, which is to use it so that you don't commit the same mistakes. Like right. you know, the whole idea of sticking the fork into the into the outlet. Oh yeah, and it's you like, did well, that. You, you'll never you learn did that, that again. didn't you? <laughs> huh? No, no, no. I didn't actually, you do? What did you do? You you stuck something into an electrical socket. Well, one night, yeah, I got <laughs> up in the middle of the night. Yeah. And this was probably yeah, right around that third grade yeah. time, and uh, the 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 light switch, the cover on it was broken okay and i got up in the middle of the night went to go turn it on and i stuck my hand into the into the thing i just remember sparks coming out of my eyes and just <laughs> electrocuted out of my mind and, ah, but I, I don't i probably should be dead but, <laughs> but i remember at some point letting go and just looking in the mirror because i i could see my reflection it was directly as i'm walking into the thing I looked, yeah just looked at myself and, well, time to go pee. You, know? <laughs> you almost did pee. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was, yeah. But some, certain, when you learn certain experiences, it's to not commit them again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got sidetracked. I was going to say something else and I can't remember. Oh, sorry. No, no, don't worry about it. It's not your fault. Uh, I, right. I forget it. I probably don't need to say it anyway. Uh, is there a positive side to holding on to, the, to certain things? Other than, you know, the yeah. lesson learned type stuff. I think so. Like I, like for me, it's um, it's a letter that somebody had written me right. uh, from a time when they were doing well, even if they're not doing well now. It's sort of like this, a seed of who they can be, even right. if they're choosing not to be it now. Um, and just like, you know, I have a book that my mom gave me that she gave me right before college. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was like, 
like, and I, you know, I don't know what anybody's. I've been accused of not saying goodbye to my mother well. You know, of of just being like, ah, oh, you know, she's dead. Blah. Let's go on with life. Um, I was accused by somebody I was mentoring um, of not mourning right, and I'm like, well, who that? You know, sorry, I won't say what I said. I was like, who in the world do you think you are telling me how to mourn when you've never had any loss in your life? You're like 12, you know, right. and 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 the like for me, my mother's death was a freedom to live my life because she wasn't a presence in my life anymore. Um, and she'd been this overriding presence in our life to the point that the, uh, two days after her death, my brother and my dad and I are sitting in the living room and nobody's talking mm-hmm. because we didn't have anybody to direct us because my mother right. directed everybody, you know. Um, and so my saying goodbye to my mother was standing over her hospital bed with her lying there dead, you know, her body. And, and I just had, you know, I just spoke some words over here. They weren't overtly sad. They weren't overtly angry. Mm-hmm. It was just that last moment of... You know, handing the doctors all the drugs that she had amassed and mm-hmm. eventually killed herself with, you know, um, in a in a roundabout way, her heart stopped from all the drugs she was taking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> I think my mom got to that place where my mom said goodbye long before she died. You know, my mom was was dead emotionally long before she actually died physically. And so um, I had that moment of saying goodbye. Um, but the things that I hold on to of my mom's are her recipes. I hold mm-hmm. on to the book she gave me. I hold on to the the good memories, um, not trying to dismiss the bad stuff, but you can learn from the good. You can, you can, um, you know, when you're cooking, you can let those good memories of, of you and your, of me and my mom uh, ring true. And then the other stuff, the bad memories, you process, you move on and you use those as learning tools. Mm-hmm. Those aren't things you need to keep around, you know? Right. You can pull them up for reference when somebody else is struggling the same way. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, I'm not trying to build heroes out of the dead, but everybody deserves a certain amount of dignity. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, even the people that that committed these huge atrocities are they were still human. They were still able to be redeemed, even if they chose not to, you know. Um, right. Yeah. Everybody's got a story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the 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 positive aspects of holding on to things. I I do a lot of it by memory. Mm-hmm. Like I don't do a lot of pictures, and not that I don't. Yeah, I don't particularly like having. You don't have to apologize taken. for the way you do it. Just yeah. say it. <laughs> but I uh, yeah, I don't do a lot of pictures. I try to yeah. memorize the moment. Okay. And you know, sometimes you remember things or you memorize them. A little different with your own skew, but hey, that's your memory. Yeah. And that's still, look, if that was the happiest day of your life, and that was the happiest day of your life. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, I look back fondly on certain things. And that, that to me, is more treasured than many others. More than a picture, more than a token of that particular day. And uh, that's why sometimes I don't give value to objects. Not that I don't have a few that I do, but... Uh, the positive side of things, I really have a hard time keeping around positive stuff. Like, uh, I <laughs> when I took the top off of the uh, bin that I was looking at the Star Wars mm-hmm. stuff from, I keep two trophies in there. And one of them was, I think, for second or third place in uh, uh, science fair 
in the botanical uh, field. Mm-hmm. And that was back in high school. And and I kept that one around more so because I found it funny because it was a really good idea for a project, mm-hmm. but the execution was committed overnight. So I I had it done in a matter of six hours. Mm-hmm. Played with some numbers and presented it. Yeah. And I thought, oh man, this isn't going to go anywhere. I'm like, oh look at that, I got third place out of it. Yeah. So I kept it around just because I found it hilarious. You know? <laughs> and it was a I group beat you project. at your own system. Yeah. And it was a group project, so I just I just find it funny. But I can remember a lot of medals and stuff that I got either for like sporting events or yeah. Uh, I don't know it. Take your pick of like friendship awards or stuff like that. Stupid stuff back Yeah, no, I got these little medals for, like, science and math and English, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Put these on a gold chain and wear them to the next party? You right. know, it, it's like like they're in a box somewhere. And I'm like, why don't I get rid of these? Why don't I throw them away or take a picture or, or something, you know? But I sh- here's the thing is that yeah. somebody once told me, like, my di- I finished college at uh, with, a, with an AA. Yeah, I didn't go into a bachelor's degree in journalism because I could not uh, talk myself into the worth of taking out loans and getting yeah. into debt yeah. for a field that is not going to pay you back. Yeah, exactly. Unless you work for TMZ. But I remember the AA degree came yeah. through the mail, and uh, my mom said, "Oh yeah, let's get this frame." I'm like, "This, <laughs> this worthless piece of crap!" And I flung it, <laughs> but see. I remember she said, "What's the matter with you? You know, this is an achievement. It might not be, you know, the the greatest achievement, but you know, you should." She be had a little bit of ownership this. in it, didn't she? Right. Yeah. And, and you just pissed on it. You're like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To me, it was like, well, this means nothing. Yeah. You know. And, but she she kind of scolded me on that, and it wasn't the first time I've had other people do so. That when I've achieved certain things, I don't give value to. Mm-hmm the trophy or whatever and 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 I think that's a detriment that or not a detriment but a negative that the, oh, I po- think, that the yeah. stuff that I should give a positive spin to or a positive uh, feeling to I just put down because I either I don't feel worthy of it or I, I think that's like the key yeah. is because like what I was, what was going through my head is that it's not that piece or it's not the trophy or the certificate that you need to give value to it's the fact that your effort brought about something positive you know and and just like being able to accept um compliments on your writing or or the the way that your brain works that god created you that way it's like you've got to have you've got to have these little mini celebrations because even the israelites had monuments that they built god got them across the red sea build a monument you know um I think Jacob built a monument in Peniel, you know, with stones. Mm-hmm. And and so every time you have that victory, you know, you're not like Rihanna, you know, celebrating because you got one album that did well, you know. But you're you're celebrating each victory, but you don't build a camp there. Right, you, yeah, yeah. You erect the monument and you move on. And that's when saying goodbye locks a memory in place mm-hmm. and doesn't let you screw it up because that chapter's done. And then you move on to the next chapter to write another you know, to write another chapter and to write another adventure. And, and I think in that respect, I'd give you a slap like Cookie did on the back of the head right. to say, wake up and realize that what you're contributing is is good and needed, you know, and inspiring. Yeah. 
Thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I really that bad at saying thank you? Well, I think you're bad at valuing yourself. You you have you have an extreme, you have extreme gifts. You have great value, and and I think this attitude is is I think it's in there. And I don't think it's just something you do. I think it's something that you almost step up to pick up on, and I don't want you to do that because you're amazing. No, and I, but you know? yeah, and that struggle goes across the board on a lot of things. Like I'll, yeah. uh, I'll always uh, remember Abby Murs, mm-hmm. and she uh, did a youth series about uh, the importance, or she led, I think, the, that particular night about the importance of birth, or not worth. That's how, yeah. That's how it went. The importance of birth, not worth. Right. That okay. you were, you were born of God. You were born of the family of Christ. Yeah. That gives you, your your warranty. That's that's your. That's what gives you your your belonging, mm-hmm. not your sense of worth. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was and it was a beautifully illustrated kind of thing, with just those two. You know, birth, yeah. not worth. Three yeah. words. So I try to always remember that. That doesn't mean I always do well with it, but you know, even in my spiritual life, I I, I have to remind myself of that. You know, worth not worth. Don't try to be worthy of right. your calling or your place in Christ. But yeah, yep, that's a, a lesson I got for you today. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I feel like I've gotten my money's worth. <laughs> Uh, what's the thing we each need to or should let go of? I need to let go of fear. Okay. I don't know how to do it, but I know I need to let go of it because my life would be way better if I did. Mm-hmm. So that's not really a say, saying goodbye thing, but it is, you know, a, a necessary thing that I need to do. I think I confessed about the certain things I need to get let go of, which is, you know, those memories that are... That are uh, self-pitying or whatever mm-hmm. but uh, yeah yeah, just let go of myself I guess in, in many respects of uh, old habits of uh, <laughs> hermit-like tendencies yeah yeah well, that's yeah that's just for me um, yeah when I got when when we had our house when I was a kid we had this big huge living room and my mom would never let us invite people over. And there was one time that I wanted to have the Christmas party at the church, from the church at our house. And my mom like fought us tooth and nail and then she agreed to it. But I was so excited to have the pastor in my home. Mm-hmm. And, but we didn't, people didn't come over because if the house wasn't like tip top clean, my mom didn't want anybody in it. And so now my house is, my house is the house. You know, I don't have teenagers, but my house is the house where you come sleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. Not that one. Um, but you come sleep on the couch because you need a place of refuge. My house mm-hmm. is a place where we have parties. My house is a place where when it's cool enough, we throw open the back doors and, and we just let nature in, you know. And, and I've I've always wanted to have that place of welcoming, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so as far as the hermit thing, like, I don't know. that I need people around me because if I don't have people around me I will use people places and things to get my needs met in an illegitimate way right. you know it's a, or the temptation will be there you know not just idle hands but idle yeah. bodies I guess yeah it's it's just you know like I, I look at it this way and the concept of what we're talking about here if you have enough people in your life mm-hmm. then one one exit will not 
deter you from building more relationships. I, I dated this one guy that he told me, he said, if we ever break up, um, I'll never talk to you again. And he said, I'm not trying to be rude, but if you move cities or towns or whatever, and we didn't have Facebook back then. Right. We didn't have, well, I think we had MySpace book or whatever it is called. <laughs> um, so he's like, I'm probably not going to talk to you ever again. I'm not, I'm not being rude, but if you leave, you're not in my immediate circle and, and I'll never talk to you again. And I thought, that's the dumbest thing. I'll probably make an impression and he'll, he'll whatever, and he never talked to me again. Um, <laughs> and that's just, that was his version of saying goodbye. But like, I think if you surround yourself with enough people and you don't get bent out of shape that there are some goodbyes and there's some, you know, there's some also great hellos. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's just like stuff in our lives. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you let life be an even flow, if you let things come and go as, as God wills, you'll have a great life. God is always constant. Mm -hmm. God will always be the one there no matter who says goodbye, no matter who says hello. God will always be the constant if you are a Christian and you allow him to be. Um, even if you're not a Christian, God still has a desire to bring you into the fold. God has a desire that everyone be redeemed through his son, Jesus Christ. And so, mm -hmm. you know, when God is the constant, it takes some of the sting out of life. But um, Life would be nothing without highs and lows. Mm -hmm. It would be a roller coaster that goes in a straight line with no hills, no valleys, right. and you just get off. And it was safe, mm -hmm. but you didn't take any risk, and it's not really exciting, you know? Yeah, no. And that was, that's actually my advice. <laughs> no, no, yeah, and that's, that's really good, yeah. especially the way that you said Before it about you not just goodbyes, but hellos. Yeah. And, you know, there's this concept, and we've been kind of going through it in the small group as we, we've been going these last couple of weeks, but about how... Um, open doors and closed doors mm -hmm. and yeah when when a, when a door closes when you have to say goodbye yeah uh, that you know it doesn't mean that there's an open door but I see it more as there's a you know there's a knock at the door yeah you can choose to open the door or not yeah so yeah. that's that's where the hello I think part comes in you know? well and don't sit there with your legs stuck in the window you mm -hmm. know when the window starts to close let it close yeah. you know like you're I've seen that, like, there's been some relationships that I have literally kept them alive so long that me keeping them alive too long is why they died. Mm -hmm. but rather than allowing things to naturally expire, you know, and not, I'm talking, not talking about death, but rather than to allow things to just expire in the, in the emotional time gauge that's been given, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and, and that's the other thing. Don't try to keep people in your life that don't want to be in there. Yeah. You know, you, you can pray for them all you want. You can sell, you can have remorse for what could have been. But I, I think keeping people around longer than they're supposed to be causes that person to be an idol. And you begin to try to fix the relationship and keep it alive because of what it meant to you. And it has nothing to do with uh, the ebb and flow of friendship anymore. It has to do with your selfish nature. Right, and you your know? ability to function. Yeah. Because... Because you're tied to a person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well. Hold yeah. stuff loosely. Yeah, yeah. You know, hold it in your heart. But if God's wanting to take it away, there's a reason he's wanting to take it away. Mm -hmm. You know. And if you need to let go, there's a reason you need to let go. Amen. There are better things out there for you. You yeah. know. Yep. Don't be stupid. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, what's, uh, the, what's the constant in a TV show when a new season comes around? Yeah. Is that? New characters come yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Game of Thrones, they kill everybody Gotta off. keep it fresh, right? You know? Yeah. I, haven't even, I haven't even watched it. <laughs> but I've just seen the dead bodies on the floor. Um, 
Yeah, that, that yeah. the entirety of that book series. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Don't don't grow attached to anybody. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah. Yeah, if you want to learn, actually, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna is, tell is you go the watch the sponsor? show, but yeah. I'll go ahead and tell you <laughs> go read the books if you have trouble. <laughs> with attachments, yeah, yeah, go read those books and get well, attached to a couple characters the, um, and have them ripped off of you. Brad Pitt, <laughs> The Legends of the Fall, mm-hmm. they kill off everybody within the first like forty-five minutes. I was bawling. I'm like, I have nothing left to give. Like, don't kill anybody else because I'm not gonna cry for them. I'm gonna cheer that they're gone. You know, but like, yeah, that movie was like too much. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't take away these characters that you have endeared to us. And up that Disney movie, they kill that lady off like that. I'm like, I didn't even have a chance to cry for her because, like, oh, oh my God, she's gone. What happened? You oh, know? No, no, that one. I I avoid watch. I love Up, <laughs> but I avoid watching them because of those first. Oh, 10 I minutes. was upset, yeah. but I'm like, you just killed her off in ten minutes. Mm-hmm. You built a relationship. You had the marriage, and now wait, she's gone. Uh, and I was just, I'm like, well, that happened quick. Well, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Well, as always, we hope we made you think. Uh, if you want to reach us, you can reach me, uh, uh, email four, the number four, C.S. Lewis at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash wolfsheetpod. <laughs> what was the power you, for? You got it right. You I, didn't pause. You said wolfsheep. <laughs> no, well, I did think about it in my mind. But so I guess it doesn't count. Matthew, where can they reach you at? Uh, you can reach me at mattywalk.com. It is my only currently functioning website (laughs) m-a-t-t-i-e w-a-l-k dot com and you can also reach me at bigfishministry at gmail dot com and bigfishministry is also on Facebook yeah so uh, from Luis Cavedo and Matthew Walker this is Wolf Sheep